0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the OOFTA podcast. I am Jordan Rudolph.
1: And I'm Emily O'Connor.
0: We are happy to have you all here for another episode, uh, season two, episode 26. And we're going to keep these things rolling more so to the straight to the point type of topics um, where Emily Emily and I can just discuss matters that we feel uh, matter uh, to your health and fitness, but stuff that we feel uh, can deliver that surprisingly fresh take uh, on how you can treat your own health and fitness. And just give a little bit of an intake on what it means maybe to have like a I don't want to say a dream outcome, but um like the actual outcomes that you wanna do without for today's episode, the actual outcome that you wanna do without like going overboard like most people do.
1: Yeah, I think it plays into a Again, a loss for words, but a topic that we've covered before. Um the efficiency of pursuing the results and the acting with that efficiency in terms of achieving those then end results. A lot of times in health and fitness, we pursue sometimes it's a new thing, sometimes it's just a thing that we love to do, um, whatever the reason is. But like Jordan kind of was leaning into, we often tend to go too hard too fast, or we try to do it all, or we try to fit everything into the week uh, that we possibly can, or the month, or whatever it is, Um, and oftentimes that can lead us down a rabbit hole of lack of efficiency, also lack of results, also lack of progress, also potentially injury, hurt, sore, all the negative things uh, might tend to come about from that
0: so the the big thing we're talking about today is the minimum effective dose and we're 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 prefacing what we're gonna dive into in the deep topic here with stuff that we Emily and I see every day we deal with every day but it's one of those things that the people don't understand and one of my favorite analogies is to just use the minimum minimum effective dose of some over-the-counter medicine let's just say it's Tylenol or Advil which people don't follow this well by the way either we we hear you uh, unity members who are telling us this. Um, yes, I'm calling you out. Um, but when you when you look in the back of the Tylenol label or even if it's a cold medicine, it'll say take X for y and it'll based on your age or your weight, whatever. Uh, you're not going to go and take the whole bottle. you shouldn't be you shouldn't be taking if there's two it says two pills, whatever you shouldn't be taking six even though if you might know it shouldn't hurt you. You shouldn't mm-hmm. still be taking six. Um, you shouldn't be taking more than what you do every four hours. You shouldn't be taking it every two. You should be taking that minimum effective dose. They're not saying take the whole bottle, Mm -hmm. right? The exercise realm, the health and fitness realm, uh, because of all the different modalities that are out there and the different ways to get health and fitness trained, if you will, um, what happens is that there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. But most people just chase more and more and more and more and more. And I think one of the things that Emily and I intentionally try to do with people is, how do we get you to do less and less and less and less and less? Mm -hmm. Because more is not always better, better is better, and oftentimes people have too much stuff going on where we're trying to take it away, therefore minimum effective dose. Like, what's the least amount that we have to do to get the greatest results or the best outcome?
1: Yeah, and that ultimately is the definition of minimum effective dose, right? Like the least amount of work being done for the maximum amount of outcome and the maximum amount of results. And in, when we look at our medication example, it's easy to follow that. No one is going to take six Advil when we should only take two, right? That sounds crazy when you hear that, oh, I'm just gonna take six because I can. But for some reason, when we look at an exercise perspective and we look at an exercise program, when someone says, oh yeah, I wanna work six days a week when I could only work out two, but I'm getting the same results either way. For some reason, we now see that six results as like, wow, like that's cool. Like they can do six times a week. They can achieve all these things with six times a week. But we never pause to ask yourself the question of, What if I could get the same results and only work out two days a week? What would you be able to do with the other six, out the amount of time that you would spend the remainder of the four within, right?
0: Oftentimes, too, we've taught, you you, your classic analogy to this is, well, I don't have time for that, Mm -hmm. right? And then your classic analogy is, well, when it's winter and you need to shovel, how do you make time for that? like you, you you, just make it, you just make it happen. So you mm-hmm. obviously have time, we're not prioritizing. That right. I think that's your staple example, I, right?
1: I realized this like two years ago when it started snowing and I had to shovel, well, probably more than that, but I really came to figure it out more like two, three years ago when I had a significantly more, I switched apartments, had a different shoveling, had a lot of shoveling to do suddenly for the first winter. And I realized I was listening to like full audiobooks over the course of a week just because I was shoveling so much and I was like and the only time I listened to them was when I was shoveling and I was like wait a minute like how did I finish this five hours of an audiobook in a week when previously I had no time to listen to an audiobook like I was clearly not being efficient with my time in other places because suddenly I had five extra hours I didn't even know were there right so if we could be efficient and find that time and use that time to pursue our health and wellness goals in an efficient manner. Maybe we use less of it to work out and more of it to live the life that we want to live outside and enjoy the fruits of our labor, if you will, mm-hmm. from working out itself.
0: Because here's here's the, here's the tricky part. And this research is coming out. Oh yeah, I was just searching that up. Now I just closed my phone now that I need to talk about it. This research is coming out now where... Uh, what Emily is saying to there, saying there and, and, and kind of furthering that point, is the people who, let's just go classic example number one, who like to spend more time doing their cardio stuff and spend hours on the treadmill or hours outside running or hours on the elliptical to tr- burn X calories, right? Thousands. I can burn thousands. Those people, research-wise, are showing will actually eat the same amount of calories back in oftentimes or more because their body is so depleted of energy, what happens is people either... There's like three scenarios that they said plays out. One of them is that people see the exact amount of calories that they burn so then they know that they can think that they can eat that exact Mm -hmm. thing back. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is that they think they're burning a 1,000 calories worth of fat. So then they obviously think that everything's going to be just fine. Um, And the other one was... Uh, they actually are depleting their body of energy, and like they just wasted X amount of hours or time of their day to do this. They're too tired to do anything else. Like you said, get outside and do the other things, or quote unquote shovel, X Y Z, play with their kids. Like they're just too tired. And this other group was that these people who are working out five or six days a week. Um, they're 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 spending so much time devoting to the gym that they're also they also don't have enough time to devote. Uh, to their non-exercise activity thermogenesis. I know we talked about it in our old school podcast and Facebook Live. I don't Mm -hmm. know if we've referenced it deep dive into a podcast on UFTA. Mm -hmm. So that might be a future topic that we can cover because newsflash, for those of you that want weight loss as your results, the activity that you do outside of the gym, all of it, including steps that you get in in each day or just the general movement that you get each day Uh, cover more than half of what your body actually burns through calories that day, not what you do in the gym. That's a very, 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 very small amount. Like if I just sat and rested here today and didn't do anything, I know I'm going to burn 2,230 calories approximately, right? So uh, essentially, the the NEAT is the non-exercise activity thermogenesis, it's all the extra stuff that I'm doing aside from just sitting and just being myself all day in a chair. Mm-hmm. That, that, that equates to the other, how many hours are we up a day? Most people are up closer to 16, 18 now, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all the stuff that you're doing within that 16 to 18 hours that you're being awake. Yep. Yep. And that equates to way more than anything you can do in a gym. Cardio doesn't matter if you're doing high intensity. doesn't matter if you're doing boot camp, CrossFit. It doesn't matter if you're a member of Unity's, Unity Fitness. The stuff that you do outside will help you burn more calories than what we do in the gym. What we do in the gym sends the right signals to the body to make this sustainable and get what we want to have done done physiologically to get your results, which cardio does not do, which high-intensity does not do long-term. What does it is strength training. So our our, our angle that we're going to come at this from a, from a minimum effective dose is going to be with strength training in mind mm-hmm. also.
1: Right. And I think it's that strength training that can become – super exciting and it might be a new thing and we want to get into it, but when we think about strength training, and I know we've touched on this in past episodes, where it's not the training that makes us better. Like Jordan just said, the training, the strength training specifically sends a signal. That signal is then interpreted by the body. Things happen physiologically. We won't go into all the science of that, But that period of time in which we recover from our bouts of strength training is where we get better, where we maintain the muscle, where we build the muscle, where we recover from the workout. When we're pushing the limits and we aren't observing the minimum effective dose, we're just doing the maximum recoverable dose, which I'll come back and define in here in a minute, we aren't able to then recover from the training, we aren't then able to reap the maximum benefits from the training. So to circle back and define, our maximum recoverable dose is the maximum amount of work that we can do and still recover from Mm -hmm. versus our minimum effective dose is the least amount of work that we can do and still get results from. We want to stay within- Say that again
0: maximum effective minimum effective
1: the max no not the maximum effective maximum recoverable dose
0: dose, is the
1: maximum amount of work that we can do and still recover from oftentimes this is where people like to hang out in their strength training they like to do too much but they're still recovering from it so they're like oh it's fine right we haven't gotten injured but we're really close to that capacity line our minimum effective dose is the minimum amount of work that we can do and still get the maximum amount of results, leaving us greater room, to draw back to another past podcast, of our load versus capacity. We have lots of room underneath our capacity line to then handle life stresses, recover from the training, play with kids, grandkids, families, go on vacations, etc. cetera, versus we're just doing the max we possibly can and just barely scraping by recovering.
0: And the thing that people will try to jump into is what you just said there, is where most people try to spend is they'll try to do the maximal. Mm -hmm. They will will always try to do it because they're going to try to get their money's worth. They're going to think more is better. They're going to think, oh, I know how good strength training is supposed to be, so I'm just going to strength train more and more and more. And if there's somebody that wants to strength train four or five days a week, you certainly can, but your program shouldn't be total body each day. And it also shouldn't be over an hour each day. It should probably be closer down to like 40, 45 minutes. And it should be very specific on like, hey, we're just doing upper body focus today. Lower body, more focus today. Like it kind of goes old school, like bodybuilder style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it's just to help fulfill all of the buckets that we would need in a of like movement patterns and everything else too. Uh, but the goal is like you shouldn't also need four strength training days a week. Like there's very mm-hmm. few people in the world that actually need that. Mm -hmm. Very few.
1: And a lot of those people are going to be your higher level athletes who are also eating like an athlete, sleeping like an athlete, recovering like an athlete. They're putting as much time and dedication and financial investment, if you will, even there, into recovering from the work that they are doing as they are putting in the work that they are doing.
0: And just understand this too. Like when you see that athlete stuff and you want to be training hard like them and doing all the stuff that they're doing, They've built up to that. Mm-hmm. If, if you need a reference on that, go back to episode 25, season 2, episode 25, and listen to Progressive Overload. Mm-hmm. Like They they need that stimulus in their body to create the adaptation and change that you see there today. Because we, we if we think about the, the 1% of collegiate, let's just think about football. 1% of collegiate athletes, I think it's 1% or 2% actually makes it to professional sports now. Mm-hmm. And let's just say 1% of them makes it in the NFL, if that. Of those 1%, like you are the top 1% of the 1%. And all of those guys are good now. right? You're in a constant. It, it, if there's a college all-star game, everybody in the NFL is an all-star. Mm-hmm. right? So you have to separate yourself and do that. So they'll search for this, but they are spending. LeBron James spends a million dollars a year just on his physical body alone. Like chef, supplement, trainer, multiple trainers, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Recovery. Wellness, lifestyle enhancement, everything's in there. Yep. But you don't see him in the gym six days a week. Yeah. Right. He's 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 there enough as much as he needs to be, and he's a specimen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we think about this, there's a phone ringing in the background. We're not answering it. We're too busy. <laughs> so whoever's calling, we're sorry if you call that Thursday around three, three o'clock, uh, for you listening to this podcast on March twenty-third. Anyway. Uh, the minimum effective dose is a prescription, and if you're listening to this now and wondering, I wonder what my minimum effective dose is, I would bet everything that I could in saying it's probably less than what you're doing now. Yep. It is less. I'm not going to say probably. It's less than what you're doing now.
1: Yeah. Much you're, less. Yep.
0: Drastically less.
1: Yes. I I would second that, In to no one's surprise, agree with Jordan, in that you're probably doing... More than you need to be doing to achieve the results that you want to achieve.
0: I would say a majority. There's probably 20% Mm -hmm. that have this fine-tuned and they know exactly how to tune a dial or tweak a dial, turn something up, turn something down when they need to, when they need to make an adjustment, if they feel like they need something improved or less Mm -hmm. of. But the 80% of us, we we have no idea. Yeah. Like, you're on board with that, too? I would agree unfortunately there's a lot of resistance to this when we bring this up with our clients mm-hmm. so what we wanted to do today is help our audience that's listening to this bless your hearts and we're grateful to have you here still is to educate you on this topic that we will be bringing back up soon probably in another episode but we're gonna be talking about and we have been talking about more and more through the unity fitness ranks if you will mm-hmm. uh, because it's important like what what like you're training four or five days a week now what if we only needed three strength training days and then you just get the steps in that we need you to get in all the rest of the days? And those mm-hmm. strength training days don't have to be an hour. They're 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. What if that's all we needed to live the life that you want, physical freedom, confidence, control, clarity, all the things? As an athlete, what if that's all you needed? Mm-hmm. What, if, what, if, what if we tried to over-deliver on some stuff and we gave people too much shit to do because we thought it was the right thing to do and the cool thing to do and we wanted to make sure like, they got everything that they could? Like, the coach is at fault for this, too. Like, I'm taking blame for this. I'm taking ownership over this. And and, and uh, from somebody who's spent the last four or five months myself not doing anything fancy and just really trying to do the minimum effective dose, I don't remember how, like, my body's felt great and my mm-hmm. numbers have been good. Everything's been good. Um, and I was like, damn, I think I was doing it, too.
1: Yeah. I, as a personal anecdote, I remember the first time I... I don't know if I think learned about this topic, but it was in a college class, so I had known about it, but one of my professors had posed a question like, yeah, if I could just do it in two days, like, why wouldn't I do that? Why do I need to be in the gym five? And my first emotional reaction was like, I love being in the gym five days a week. I'm not giving up the gym. And then when I had a chance to step back and think about it, I was like, Emily, you're working two jobs. You have class full time. Like, what could you do if you had those three hours left? And I still think about that often, actually. I'm like, oh, I'm like, why do I have to spend all this time in the gym? So, as you're listening to this, if you have that kind of similar emotional reaction, but like, and you know, maybe you remember here at Unity, we love to see all of you. But if you have that same emotional reaction of like, oh, but I love to work out, I have to work out, right? Maybe taking a step back and asking yourself what the bigger goal is. What are we trying to accomplish with those workouts? And can it be done more efficiently? What could you do if you had some of that time back but still were able to enjoy everything else you wanted to accomplish at the same level with less time in the gym and we and emily
0: and i are gym rats at heart by the way when you guys are listening to this like we're looking at each other right now thinking like yeah we could we, we live in a gym like we mm-hmm. love it here we love gym we are gym rats we're, we're what we're saying is it's okay to be a gym rat but what if you didn't have to do all of that like you mm-hmm. could enjoy more life stuff you could catch back up on an hour of sleep. You could catch back up in an hour of something that you didn't have time for. Uh but that said, like if you love being in the gym, because I think we've pretty we've created a pretty cool culture here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And people love coming here. Like they literally tell us it's like they need to come here for their mental health mm-hmm. and they love how they can come here and, and and XYZ. I'll save you the the benefits of all that stuff. But w- we 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 would love that. What we're trying to say is if we just could get some of the work done that you need to get done in three days instead of mm-hmm. four, in two days instead of three. There's a possibility that, to do that without having to say you need to be there five days a week. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then let's make sure we're not overtraining. Let's make sure we're not maximizing our dose.
1: Yeah. That's that's where if you want to then do that, we can have a little bit more time for sleeping. Obviously it must, it has to be done at home, but... Coming in and getting on a solid, like, recovery. Like, Mm -hmm. just come in and foam roll. Enjoy the atmosphere. Enjoy the community. Have, bring a friend with you, right? Like, group up with a couple of your gym friends. And come on in and just recover together. And use it more as kind of a chill, relaxation after your lift if you want to. Like, we have a couple ladies that do that in the morning. They'll hang out. They'll do their lift. And then they have 15 minutes before they go to work. And they just catch up and they chat for a little bit as they foam roll. Awesome. Like, grab some space and do that but it's not necessarily when we think of the gym doesn't have to be a crush yourself workout multiple multiple times per week above your minimum effective dose whatever that might be for you for your goals for your training history age etc
0: and we we don't need to we we don't need to burn our bodies out or exhaust ourselves or train like we see on TV or train like this effect again we, we when it comes to um, a super specific specific minimum effective dose, this is all custom based on the person, their goals, their experience, their lifestyle, their availability. Like there's a lot of stuff that comes into this, right? <clears throat> but what I, what I also wanted to dive deep in there's like the minimum effective dose of how many sets and reps and weights we also need. Mm-hmm. Most people probably don't train intense enough as in they don't choose Wait enough. We talked about that in progressive overload. So we'll save you that topic. What I want to get here, uh, get to here, M, is most people when we talk about minimum effective dose, they 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 search they search for a feeling when they're strength training, mm-hmm. and they often maximize that by I'm going to do six extra reps because I didn't feel the burn yet. I'm going to do two extra sets because I had two minutes left on my clock that said I should. I'm going to do an extra right? They're, they're, they're mm-hmm. searching for something to make this feel like they, 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 they have a sensation and, and we get it because it's hard to kind of put a value maybe on this. Um, especially if you're not getting the results that you want, mm-hmm. which probably results more on the outside stuff of the gym than inside mm-hmm. to an extent. But anyway, the minimum effective dose is also there for reps and sets and, mm-hmm. and workload. And most people don't don't go train, they don't train heavy enough. They don't have a progressive overload principle in, installed in their curriculum enough in their program. And most people are searching for some sort of feeling or burning sensation or something like that that kind of knocks them off the park too, like they're doing too much again.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think it can be, some of that can tie back into like what we think a workout should be and redefining kind of what that might feel like, especially from a strength training perspective. And when we're talking true strength training, making sure that it is actually strength training, not just cardiovascular training masked with dumbbells in your hands, right? Because we can do cardio with weights too. But when we're truly, truly strength training, oftentimes, again, it's less than you might think. And having a program that you know is set up to have and abide by the principle of progressive overload, that is set up to allow you to get a strength training stimulus and a true strength training stimulus with heavier weights increasing the number of sets and reps right again to a degree like Jordan said we can if our goal is 10 reps and we're constantly banging out 20 we're not getting the stimulus required of 10 reps which is the what is written in the program for a reason to get you to the goal that you want to achieve right
0: minimum effective dose
1: yeah 10, 10 reps, not 20. If we wanted to do 20s, we would write 20s, right? But 10 reps. So being mindful of those within the workouts as well, that if we're going to abide by our overall weekly minimum effective dose of workout days, also within each workout session, abiding by our minimum effective dose of sets, reps, overall work being done there.
0: For sure. So do we have do we have a formula? Would you say, do we have like a formula here so one of the things that I thought we were going to create soon, were, mm-hmm. were and we could put them up in the show, <clears throat> in the show links when we create them. Um, we're going to be like almost like blueprints or guidelines of the minimum effective dose for fat loss, mm-hmm. the minimum effective dose for strength training, the minimum yes. effective dose for feel better. Like like creating like three little guidelines for that, or like mm-hmm. like little PDFs that people can print off and have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if we think about the fat loss one, let's just go with that one for right now. Just again, most people want to have. A little bit of fat loss. They want to work, look a little bit better naked. Mm-hmm. At some point in their lives, everybody has that goal. So let's just cover that one for now. Um, minimum effective dose for fat loss. Yep. Three strength training days a week.
1: Yeah, I would say two to three. Two I, to think three could, two I think you could. I think you could get by with two. Yeah.
0: Right. I think we've you, seen it clearly
1: for sure. Right. Like people. Yeah. People here have been the testament yeah. to that. Right.
0: Two to three days a week. Maybe the total of those two to three days, 150 minutes worth. 50 minutes per yeah, maybe, 50 minutes maybe. Per. 45 50 yeah somewhere there okay um steps would mm-hmm. you say a step goal
1: eight to ten thousand
0: love it water
1: half body weight to full body weight in ounces per day probably airing on the higher side of that
0: love it too sleep
1: it's uh, i'm gonna go right down the middle with eight but i know it's seven controversial. i i'd go seven to nine mm-hmm. right um of sleeping time not, not time in bed time in bed yes
0: we True. should do an episode on sleep in the near future. We should. And then there's two episodes ep- ideas there. <laughs> I have a third one that's in my head right now too. Um, and then the last one was nutrition.
1: Moderate calorie deficit, high protein, focus on vegetables for overall health more than anything. And right? notice but, all
0: of those things that Emily and I just gave you there, guys, were to do things. Mm-hmm. They were things that you can do. It wasn't things not to do. Mm-hmm. We're not to do people. We're not, not, yeah. Not, not to do. Not, not to do people. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to focus more on what we can do, more on what we're not doing or shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And those are, those, that's the minimum effective dose for fat loss. Yep. If we want to build strength, it's pretty, pretty simple through that simple formula. It's three days a week strength training, Mm -hmm. maybe even four, but we'll just say three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Three, three and a half, 150 minutes to maybe 160, maybe a little bit more. Right. Um, what was, what was that? Step goals? Steps. Average, like what you just said, eight yeah. to 10,000, that's your cardio?
1: I think that's more cardio and that that's more from a lifestyle perspective yeah. 100%. too. Right? Like, let's just be healthy.
0: 100%. I would say sleep more for, like, it's probably arguable for both, but if somebody picks up their activity more, like we just programmed in up to a day to a day and a half more for somebody for training, mm-hmm. sleep would have to bump up a little bit in my mm-hmm. mind. So I might say 8 to 9 instead yep. of 7 to 9 mm-hmm. for this person. hmm um, water stays the same. Yep. And then calories. Yeah. What are you having calories?
1: I would again, kind of. You're gonna be. You are want to build strength. You're either gonna be for sure at maintenance, but maintenance calories accounting for your increased activity. So as opposed to a calorie deficit where we're staying below that, we want to be maintaining with our level of activity, if not a slight surplus. Again. Mm-hmm. Still that focus on higher protein as well to build strength and muscle.
0: That's a general minimum effective dose. We didn't go into a structure of how to build a meal plan or how we would do nutrition. We didn't go into a structure of how that workout plan or that exercise plan would be fulfilled because that is customized to the person based on their health history, their training history, their injury history, their lifestyles. Like That's what we specialize in. You can't Google that shit. Okay, yeah. If you do, it should say Unity Fitness, but you can't Google that shit. Uh, we build those up from scratch for everybody. Mm-hmm. That's basically how we, how we appropriate that.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. That's your minimum effective dose. That's kind of a, a way that you can use that uh, thought process behind it, something to think about, something to talk to your coach about, something to treasure, something to value, and now you kind of get an idea of where we're coming from in the, on, the, on the guidelines, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think knowing the why behind your program, why it's set up the way it is, why you're only training, you know, x two days per week when there's other people training five, right? That can be very powerful for you as well to kind of empower the decisions behind what you're doing and making those changes in the moment of the sessions worthwhile. So we are maximizing our use of our minimum effective dose.
0: Hundred percent. So think about it, like we said, and what you just what you just heard. Uh, kind of apply it to your lifestyle from what we just heard. And we're not also telling you to take your foot off the gas on mm-hmm. this and that you shouldn't be coming in because we could we could go to that extent of people are oftentimes doing too much. But if you're not getting the results that you want, you might not be also doing enough of the right things. Right. So don't take what we just said here and twist it. Yes. Because we also know people like to do that. You kind of hear what you wanted to hear and be like, oh, i am coming to the gym three or four days a week. I only need to come one or two times now. Right. No you're coming three to four days a week to begin with because you probably aren't getting the results you want. So we need to figure some other stuff out.
1: Right. And that's where the outside the gym stuff really comes into play. And that individualization really comes into play as well.
0: 100%. I think that's all we have.
1: I agree. As always, thank you guys very much for listening. Share this episode with someone that you think would find it valuable. Like, subscribe, rate, download all the things on the podcast platforms. Uh, But, Again, thanks for sticking with us through this episode number 26 of season two, and we will catch you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Bye, everybody.